this guy. Hey. Oh. We're back. I'm back. He's back. I'm back. You've been back. Oh. I'm back. Welcome to another juicy episode oh. <laughs> of It Crept from the 80s, folks. Yes, hello. I'm Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and I'm his neighborhood. And, um, yeah, Mr. Tansky has returned. 2019. Mm-hmm, your first show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In what seems like a year and a half. <laughs> Over a year. Yeah. But he's here. He's yes. here. Finally. Yes. And he's... What a... What a what an episode to return to. Oh, perfect. Friend. Because uh, it is one of the greatest years within the greatest decade of all time. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, tonight's harrowing, adventurous, majestic, and muscular episode. <laughs> oh, showing the guns. Is about the year 1984. 80. My God. Fantastic. I was eight. I was seven. Eighty-seven? No. Um, it was. It was. Yeah. I look uh, doing research for the episode. You look at the music. You look at the movies. You look at the toys. You look at the TV shows that debuted. Yeah. I mean, I would assume we're gonna have a lot of uh, overlap. Yeah, overlap on, on the stuff that we enjoy. Yes. Um, stuff that is still matters to us to this day. Which is crazy to think. Because if you do the math, it's 35 years. It is. So <laughs> many anniversaries happening, folks. My gosh. Casey and I already did our 1989 one. Oh, nice. Weeks ago. <laughs> but Which this is, is another glorious another glorious year. Yeah, we wanted to do the 35th and 30th yeah. anniversaries yeah. of stuff um, from back then and, and what we enjoyed. Um, which is a lot. We enjoy a lot. <laughs> yeah. we, we have a bit of a problem. Yeah. We have our paintbrushes and way too many paint cans. And, I mean, for the most part, as you will find out, and certainly we have talked about a lot of this stuff over and over yes. again before in general to each other in bed. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's a big spoon. <laughs> This stuff is still, like, huge to us, just in general. Um, yes, we love the 80s and all that good stuff, but there's a lot in here that is still very prominent to this day in our lives. Which, again, is it's crazy to think. you got to wonder if our, our, our parents or grandparents still held on to things from 35 years ago. Um. I, I'm sure there's, yeah, I mean, I'm well, sure there's they're, they're like, like grandparents was more things like the war. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> Remember the war? They're hanging on to those stories, those memories, those shocking, right. terrible memories. Right. But, um, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, this show, all the people out there who are, you know, man-children or, or, or who refuse to sort of let go of of their childhoods, um, and we can say it yeah. over and over and over <laughs> again, but there was something very special about the 1980s, the pop culture of the 1980s, um, that we continue to ape to this day. We were right on the cusp of 
of just pop culture blowing up. We, I, I mean, I know it was, it was starting to build up in the 70s. Oh, yeah, but, but come on. Oosh. I mean, I would say 84 is, was kind of the birth. That's of what it. I say. You know, there was some good stuff. I mean, you had your Star then. Wars in your 82s, your 83s, your 80s. Yeah, there's some great, iconic stuff from, from you know, yeah. 81, 82, 83. But 84, I, I really believe, and certainly looking at the, the stuff that was bubbling and, and happening new at the time, it's like, holy, wow, okay, yeah, like, 84 really, like, set some shit off. And then, from here on out, just every year... <laughs> It's so now it's magical. It's <laughs> magical. So I think what, at least what we did for the '89 is we started with the movies, took a break, and then sort of rolled all the other stuff into the second. Okay. Half. So okay with that. I think we'll do that too. Yeah. You know. Um, movies. Yeah. So let's. I mean, there was a lot of movies in 1984, but I yes. wrote down the stuff that. Resonated. Yes. Yes, because you like your thing. Yes. That uh, being said, I am in the in the process of doing a project <laughs> called the 1984 Project, where I'm trying to watch 84 movies from 1984 throughout Ooh. the course of the year. You're a, you're a better man than most. Because <laughs> there's going to be stuff on there that you wouldn't touch with a 10-foot ten, ten no, cattle product. No, 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 no. And looking through, <laughs> I was like, hmm. What I did for 89, and I guess I can mention some things in here, but what I did for 89 was I also mentioned things that were significant to... Like, that movie was very significant. Right. You know what I mean? Like, not just the the geeky, nerdy crap that I love, but there were movies from 1989 that I mentioned because of the cultural significance. Oh, there's tons there. I'm, I'm actually trying to do 89 as well in some variation of that same project. Yeah, that's I mean, only, that's only like sixty something movies. Cause like, um, for instance, you you know, I mentioned *Lethal Weapon* two. Um, when Harry met Sally. Sure, that's on there. Now, for me, I could give a shit, <laughs> but it is a cultural. Yes, it that, definitely that line like of dialogue for sure. I'll it is with people having, to yeah. this day. Yeah. Um, so I did mention things like okay. that. Uh, but. Uh, so, I don't know, do you want to go, since you're, uh... Now, do you want to talk about fresh? our ten favorite from that year? I think so, because I... Yes, because okay. I starred the ones that I really want to talk about, and then there's just a few that I'm just going to be like, okay, this was significant, you know? <laughs> uh, but, well, so, I'll, you can... I'll start, and I'm going to go with a tie. Oh. <clears throat> going with a tie. Uh, 1984 birthed, and I'm sure you're going to discuss this as well, because uh, we're like-minded individuals. Uh, Top Secret and Police Academy. <laughs> they are both on my list. Um, I mean, Police Academy, as you well know from our previous episode, uh, is one of our all-time favorite franchises. Uh, to the point where Steve Gutenberg was briefly announced for Monster Mania, and I had a bit of a freak out because that is somebody I would like. Play. At that point, I was like, ah, there's some people I want to meet, but when then he was announced, that was like, Burr! but then he got pulled because it was a double booking, but... Uh, Police Academy is one of our faves, but Top Secret is one of the most underappreciated comedies of all time. Um, it's from the Zazz guys, Zucker, Zucker, and Abrams, and obviously, you know, Airplanes, probably top five comedies, but this is one of those ones that they really love, and I don't think it gets the, the same amount of love. It's as interesting. Other films. Uh, 
it's interesting that it sort of it didn't do well when yeah, it came out. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it, it just kind and of people came don't really went. people don't really mention it uh, at work. It was brought up, and one of my coworkers was like, "I had never heard that before." But I yeah, love like, I love the cover because it had a cow in boots. You know? I show <laughs> that movie to so many people over the years that have never even heard of it, right. and are now like, "This was fantastic! Yeah. Like what a lost gem!" <laughs> but it's interesting to think about. Because Airplane was such a huge hit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And was that their... It was their second movie. That was, wow, they took that long to make another movie. So, well, you know, they did well, they funny, weird crap right. in between there, but it wasn't like, it wasn't the next big movie from those guys. Right. I mean, uh, there wasn't one yeah. until <laughs> Top Secret. So you, you're like, what? What happened? What happened? Was it just like... Was it because a few years Val too Kilmer? long, you know, or nobody knew who Val Kilmer right. was? That was his first or, movie, which is you know. cool because Val Kilmer's in it, and then um, the guy, the actor Michael Gow, who played his butler in Batman, Batman Forever, is <laughs> in it. So there's this weird. I'm sure they were reminiscing <laughs> on the set of Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remember when when David Zucker had that giant dildo? <laughs> Back in the the Kilmer Renaissance, really, because Val, like that '80s Val Kilmer, is my favorite Val Kilmer. He yeah. he was far more goofy. I think, yes, goofy. Yeah. He didn't take himself as serious. Um, like he could have been. He didn't. The next Tom Hanks. From what I heard. But they both took different paths. You know, <laughs> once he got sort of attention for his acting. He began to which, which use it. Which movie do you think was the The Doors? Okay. Um, Not Willow. <laughs> that's where he met his wife. I know, but Willow's amazing, and he's still a goofball at Willow. True. And he's still he probably was having a blast yeah. with those people. And then and then you know you turn a corner and you're suddenly Mr. Drama and right. Mr. Hollywood Elite, and then you hear terrible stories about how he is on set. You know? Yeah. I bet before that, <laughs> in those prime time 80s years... I mean, real genius. He was a dream. Come on. Exactly. So was, good. You know? He's hilarious. So Top Secret, yeah, I mean, Top Secret is on the list, and that's why we're talking about it. Right. I mean, it, I absolutely love it. It, for sure, for me, is my, is my second favorite Zucker Abrams Zucker movie. For sure. How many did they direct all together? Oh, God, 75? Five films, That's back to back to back to back to back, <laughs> and that was a span of two years. <laughs> Did they only direct? Two I'm not sure because they 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 all were a part of Kentucky Fried Movie, right? Um, Airplane was just they one of them. weren't a part of Airplane Two, right? Did one of them direct Ruthless People, or was that a? Collaborative. I, I think it just might have been one of them. I mean, one of them went off anyway and did all those other movies. Hot Shots. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, Abrams did Hot, Hot Shots, Shots, but I'm talking about Ghost. the Zuckers themselves. The yeah. Zucker was like, yep, I'm going to do the, these Ghost prestige films. First Night. And, um, you know. I mean, but they all did the Naked Gun. Naked Gun, that's true. Yeah, totally. I'm and not they sure did, all, all, did they do all, all three? I don't think not. they did the third one. Like, they might have produced and wrote it, but yeah, I don't yeah. think they directed the film. Yeah. I don't know. Airplane is my favorite comedy of all time. Oh yeah. But but Top Secret is whew, is right. Not on Blu-ray. Which is a travesty. So, so open, bizarre. Open to our, me. 
Hoping since it is the 35th. You would think so. Yeah. It, you know, it, studios like to do that and drop, like, it's the so-and-so anniversary, and even but if it's bare bones, at least it's out. We didn't get a you know, anniversary release for summer school, so. Which is the same company. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Paramount. maddening. Come on, Paramount! Maddening. Just doesn't make any sense. There is an audience yeah. for summer school. Why the hell is that movie not on Blu-ray? So bizarre. So bizarre. But, take for example, they released a 25th anniversary, when it was the 25th anniversary of um, Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, did they? On Blu-ray, when it was the 25th anniversary. Um, so it's been a while, because 87 has yeah. already had its... Yeah. It's, uh, you know... Come and gone. It's 30th anniversary. But they didn't do shit. No. Zero. Nothing. They put it on Blu-ray, but they didn't do shit. But they called it the glamorous 25th anniversary when they did put it out. Maybe they got a, a breakdown of what years, what anniversaries get the... <laughs> it just is so... <laughs> it should just be every five it's years. Weird. It's really weird. Uh, so... Cause 35 yeah. is a weird number, but it is a, it's a big number. Hey man, that's a big one. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, you want to do that? Yeah, I just thought you. Okay. You want me to just read off? I can. Police Academy. I mean, we talked about Police Academy. Okay. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it started Wars. a revolution. <laughs> uh, and for me, uh, three other films that are that complete <laughs> the but, Police Academy. But, but there's no, no, no. <laughs> not for me. Four films altogether. <laughs> for me, I ride and die with five. Mm. Oh, it's so goofy! Oh, no, no, no! <laughs> you just, you just, you're, you're on that Mahoney tip. Like you the, mess with Mahoney, you, don't you like got the, to Goni. The young Lassard. <laughs> oh, fuck that guy! <laughs> Hand that rocks the cradle. Married with children, right? He's that fuck. Oh no, 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 no! no, 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 no. That's a dog. Yeah. He, they look very similar. Yes, they do, actually. <laughs> All right. Um. Well. Another on my have-to-talk-about-it list of 1984 gems is Sixteen Candles, for me. No, no, no. Yeah, it is my favorite John Hughes film. John Hughes first directing, the, the start of his directing. And I had written for years, years and years, some, some truly classical 1980s films, John Hughes, but... For me, Sixteen Candles, um, I can watch that any any day of the week and still love it, still laugh at it, still have a warm feeling. It's, oh. it's goofy, it's clever, it's, it's, I can relate to some of it. <laughs> um, and it's just, uh, I don't know, yeah, Sixteen Candles, man. 35 years, crazy. <laughs> just, uh, I did watch that for my uh, project. Uh, mine is uh, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, it's not even on mine. Oh. <laughs> it's not even on any of the... Cloak and Dagger, Henry Thomas, Dabney Coleman. Uh, it's about a kid that is uh, doesn't have a very good relationship with his old man, so he kind of gets away from that reality by going into video games. And one of his video games, dealing with spies, becomes reality, and he must... Uh, try and stay alive, but then he gets help from 
his imaginary friend Jack Flagg, played by Dabney Coleman as well, who plays his dad. So it's this duality thing here. But it's I, I remember being just jazzed up with that one because it scared me as a kid because I put myself in his situations. Like, what would I do if I was being chased by men with guns and how would I survive? And it's just one that's always kind of stuck with me I, I to the point where I made my own Atari cartridge uh, for Cloak and Dagger because it just didn't exist and I wanted one. So it sits on my desk and I look at it proudly and I had Henry Thomas actually autograph it and he was like very into it as well. He's like, this is so cool. Cloak and Dagger. Yes. One of my faves. Not on Blu-ray. <laughs> There's going to be a theme here apparently. Um, all right, uh, let's go to Bachelor Party. Oh, nice. <laughs> so uh, you've heard me talk about this before, that it is, it is my favorite Tom Hanks <laughs> film ever. Um, I, again, I, I really, really love this movie. Um, I can't, I, I've seen it so many times. And the first time I saw it, I rented it. Uh, it was probably 86 when I rented this thing. And was like... <laughs> you know? Well, on top was, of the fact that the soundtrack is... Well, totally your wheel. Of course, yeah. of course it is. With the Boingo and the Boingo. But um, it's just... I, it's just a funny, funny, weird, sexy ridiculous movie. I just love everything about it. I love the characters. I can recite lines <laughs> back, back and forth. I just, it's, it's, it's Tom, classic. It's to Tom Hanks at his, at his prime, but it still encompasses everything you'd love about Tom Hanks. His goofiness, his seriousness, I his miss, everyman. I miss this Tom Hanks. Yes, yes. Because I, and I, again, I've said this before, I don't, I care not for anything that Tom Hanks has done Beyond, like, not even big. Dragnet. Oh, it's beyond big. Five. Gotcha. It's five. Oh, Dragnet. Awesome. For me, That's it's five. Back. I liked the soundtrack more than I liked the movie. <laughs> I had the cassette. Just the facts. And I sang that friggin' <laughs> City of Crime rap all the time. I can recite <laughs> the lyrics to this day. Um. So it was yeah the the video was more appealing <laughs> when they're in love. Yeah. <laughs> than the movie for me. Um, that's a different year. That's 87. Yes, it is. It is. That's but, 87. We're talking but, 84, Bachelor Party. I think the last great, ridiculous, fun role for him was, for me, was big. Um, even though The Burbs was the year later, but he wasn't as Tom Hanksy yeah. in The Burbs. Um, and, then he, and then he just went off and did romantic comedies yeah. or, or dramas that I just I just don't care about at all. I miss goofy Tom Hanks. Yes. That's why it was Those such a it was such Tom a Hanks. thrill when he did David S. Pumpkins. Because that's yeah. <laughs> it's Cause weird. That harkens back. Goofy yeah. Tom. It's interesting because everything you hear and see about Tom Hanks he as is far that as like, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's um, if you see him jokester. out in, in public he'll take, you know, like he does dumb shit. Yeah. And wedding photos, or uh, mess with a guy that's, that's drunk at a at a restaurant yeah, that's, or a that's, diner. That's my Tom Hanks. So, <laughs> bachelor party is one hundred percent 
rewatched that one recently as, as well for my project, and I'm upset that it took me this long to appreciate it. Oh, this is going to be something that's going to work its way into my lexicon and, and watch it way more than I should have. Because it still holds up. That it's hilarious, and he is, like, like Chris is saying, Tom Hanks is perfect. Adrian's Med, folks. Yes. Adrian's Med. Michael Dudikoff. Before, Before he was an American ninja. He starts getting all serious <laughs> and kicking ass. He's a freaking wackadoo in Bachelor Party. It's so great. And then the, so the bully great. from uh, Real Genius. I just love it. Is the, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's excellent. So good. I'm surprised that didn't... I know they made a really bad sequel many years later. I wouldn't even bother. I'm surprised that it hasn't been an IP that people try and revive. Or it's funny when that came out on Blu-ray, I got it uh, as a birthday gift this, that summer, and it was probably my favorite birthday gift. <laughs> and I got a lot of cool shit, but that one I was like, "Bachelor Party on Blu-ray." <laughs> so be, yeah, I definitely. Did. 35th anniversary, you yeah, know I'm going to be watching it on the big screen downstairs. Excellent. All right, go ahead. Uh, the Last Starfighter. That is also on yes. my starred list. Another one of those gems where it, it should be more popular than it is, um, but it didn't. It, Great unfortunately, Yes, it fortunately didn't do as well. So I feel like that's an IP that should have taken off, but I, people just don't discuss The Last Starfighter. But they remember it, and they're like, oh. And I actually got to play the actual video game in Austin at a, uh, at a bar. Constant rental yes. back in the day. There was going to be action figures that never got produced. I have a couple. I have like the hardcover storybook, and I have the record that I had uh, the director, Nick Castle, who's also uh, Michael Myers in the original Halloween, and uh, Lance Guest, who is the last Starfighter. Mm -hmm. Autograph it. So good. Catherine Mary Stewart. Yes. Of the comet fame. It's just uh, I got the comics. I try I try and get every kind of bit of merchandise for these weird <laughs> movies that didn't really have much merchandising, but I try and collect it all. But that is one if you've never seen. Perfect, uh, ripe for a remake. But I know the person that yes. owns the rights is yes. a little stingy with that. I know Spielberg wanted to remake it many years ago, but he doesn't want to give up the rights. But who knows? Maybe someday, but it's, it's just a perfect sci-fi action film. For me, I feel like... Robert if, Preston, if the Music were, Man. If they were going to do it, don't... Well, they would, but for me, don't change a thing other than the I almost want I almost want not a reboot, but a, a direct sequel to it where... That arcade system is. I think I would appreciate in some like that weird more. laundromat and some they small could do town. Like the Jumanji thing. Yes, that's, you know? that's, that's a perfect way to think it. Yeah, where the first did exist, and you know it's a soft yeah. reboot, recharging of the franchise. You know, get it yeah. back there like that. I think that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Maybe war is broken out again up in and Centauri. Then, yeah. And they need a new starfighter because the great maybe there's statues of Alex. That would be great. And uh, they See, need that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Get on that. Nobody cares though. <laughs> so that probably won't get me. Uh, so that was on mine. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Never Ending Story okay. is also on mine. Not on mine. 
Never connected with that To one. me, it's a classic. Watch it over and over and but over. But I will over be over watching over it again. Again. Yeah. Um, Atreyu! I know all the stuff. I just, it wasn't one that was in my yeah, it's just personal stuff. lexicon. Being me and loving puppety oddballs and... and <laughs> puppety oddballs. You know, uh, anything like that. Muppets, Jim Henson-y animatronics and weirdness and I mean it was hitting everything for me back then and, and you just you just love Oliver Barrett though. <laughs> no. You're like a coon. And I Darryl. was come on. You know, Bastion for sure. <laughs> watching that movie. I was like just feeling it. I was like oh. I was be I get transported every single time I watch that movie. But it's like that for me with any of the eighties fantasy movies. I just they were you're, so you're Lady Hawks prominent. I like Lady Hawks. Oh, Lady like, Hawks awesome. You know, and that's a very underrated. Yes. No one talks about Lady Hawk. You know, Richard Donner. I think it's great. Is think that Richard it's Donner? Fantastic. Rutger Howard. Oh yeah. John Stamos. Billy D. Williams. Michelle Pfeiffer. Young Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Wait, Billy D. Williams. Those people are not it. No. <laughs> Rutger Howard is yes, but not uh, John Stamos and Billy D. Williams. Oh, uh, but never ending story, of course, yes. uh, and, and uh, you know. The theme great, song. Great theme song. It's yeah. just great. Um, they did do an actual really good Blu-ray release uh, with extras Excellent. and everything. Um, commentary, all that good stuff. Um, and it's celebrating 35 years. I can't believe it. So I'm going to be showing it uh, for the Saturday night sleepover nice. coming up in March. Yeah, so never ending story. Uh, the Terminator. That's also on my list. <laughs> A young, a young Arnold Schwarzenegger, great star. Not his first movie, but uh, great it's star eyes. <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent sci-fi. James Cameron's second directing gig, sort of. Maybe his first. It depends on who you ask. Behind Piranha 2. But uh, I mean, it's a horror film. If you break it down, he's he's pretty much Jason slasher. Yeah, people people tend to not think of it that way, because of the subject matter. Right. But I always have. I think it is straight up like sci-fi horror movie. Oh, like, definitely. He is and an unstoppable he, he Jason. Scared Forrest. the shit out of me as a you know I was probably way too young to be seeing this in theaters, but we all were. I, yeah. We all were too young. It was to different times. It just was different times. It was times. different time. Uh, lax. Relax. <laughs> Everything. And I'm so glad because it's shaped who I am today. Again, what a time, man! Yes. It just, it just. There's never going to be a time like it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Stan Winston's effects and Michael Bean and Linda Hamilton. It's just so such a good movie and still holds up today. Brad Fidel um, does the score. soundtrack. I mean, obviously T2 is amazing. For me, Terminator. This, this is one of those Godfather, Godfather, Godfather two things where it's mm. like, oh, which one's better? I think Terminator is better for me. For me, it's a better movie, but obviously for pure entertainment craziness, T two is just yeah. I mean, you know, he listen, he reinvented the the world of movies. He with, took it yeah. and fucking destroyed it yeah. <laughs> with part two. Um, but my sensibilities, yes. The first uh, one. Yes, it, it lies firmly, you know, face twixt butt cheeks. Oh. 
in uh, with you asshole for the first Terminator. Man. I just uh, I love the mythology. Too. Too. Well, but the best thing is we didn't know we were getting a second one, so yeah. there's that mythology uh, about the you know saving the world. I mean, it has almost everything. Yeah. You know, uh, time travel. It's got and, uh, love Dick, interest. Dick Miller, right? Dick Miller, of course. Oh yes, yes. We lost a legend, folks. Yeah. We lost a legend, Dick Miller, who you've seen in everything. He'll get brought up again. <laughs> everything that you've ever seen. <laughs> everything. He's been in. Yeah, he's in your dreams tonight. Oh, that's fun. You know, he's he's telling you to get a Kentucky Harvester <laughs> in your dreams. W-I-I. What do you got? So, um... Oh well, you know, we just talk about that. Uh, let's go to okay. Well, let's go to. Ooh, now we're getting into some real yeah. heavy hitters here yeah. that uh, were very important and still are to this day. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds to me. <laughs> classic, one hundred percent classic for me. Um, another of those movies that I rented. Oh yeah. Back to, all, like all the time. Yes. All the time until we definitely shouldn't have been able to watch. No, that. no, 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 no. Definitely. But, but you know my. Pff, didn't matter. Uh, so, <laughs> so many questions I had to ask. It was, <laughs> I mean, we rented, I rented all this stuff over and over and over again until we got a second VCR and then I started duping everything. Oh, that's illegal. FBI. <laughs> um, but Revenge of the Nerds, uh, again, it's another one of those movies, it's, I can recite you know, minutes upon minutes of that film. The soundtrack I have, I loved, um, every now and again will pop up in my head. The soundtrack, some some of the soundtrack songs are in my everyday mix when I'm driving. What's the... Um, sex. It's Are You Ready for the Sex Girl? That's <laughs> yes. That song in general is hilarious and it goes on. It's a very long song, folks. <laughs> I think I killed one of our pool parties this past summer because I kept, kept playing, playing that song. And they were just like, oh, please stop. I um, wouldn't mind that. But, um, yeah, Revenge of the Nerds, man. It's just, it's a... Young John Goodman. I love that film. Um, 35 years. It's incredible. Incredible to me. Uh, and, listen, I like part two. Yeah. Lots of people don't, but I really do. I think Nerds in Paradise is pretty good. Sure. Uh, Another great song. Three and four, eh, not so much. They were made, made for, for TV, TV. Um, but I certainly did watch them. Oh, yeah. Because um, they made them like events. And I like four you had more to get than the, I like You had to three. get the 3D glasses from yeah. 7-Eleven. <laughs> I think there was a uh, scratch and sniff. There was... Cards so they did them. make a big deal out of it, um, but... They also lost some oh, of the yeah. <laughs> what made those first two really, uh, really special. Yeah, you know? I was glad to see that Betty and boobs, bush, and butt stay <laughs> and Lewis but, stay together. That's yeah, yeah. But but <laughs> four works better for me than three did, only because they were able to bring in more of the actual original nerds right. in four than they did in three. Oh. And three, it kind of uh, kind of lost it for me. The, the um, Anthony Edwards, the, uh, the 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 weird looking yeah. replacement that they got. Was that, was that like a rub? It didn't look really much. No, it was almost like a. Well, if you're not show. gonna be in our movie, yeah, it was we're like, gonna 
Make, we're going to basically look like a garbage pail like kid. <laughs> so bizarre. I remember just being like, ugh, that, that ain't him. Something's going on. Uh, but uh, yeah, Revenge of the Nerds, classic. Again, showing it on my uh, Saturday night sleepover in Rockland. Uh, it's 35 years, Revenge of the Nerds. Now, in most cases, this would probably be higher because of the cultural touchstone in my life, but there's, this is how great 84 is. But uh, uh, A Nightmare in Elm Street. It's on my list. <laughs> 1984, 35 years. Freddy, Freddy Krueger was born. Mm -hmm. And the rest is history in my collecting eyes. Um, I mean, it's one of the greatest you know, horror films ever made. The characters transcended pop culture. <laughs> Everybody, even if you've never seen A Nightmare on Elm Street or any of the films, you know who Freddy Krueger is. The start of a phenomenon. Yes. Truly. Um, um, s s merchandising up the wazoo, <laughs> even today, it's, you know, 35 years later, and it's it's an event to release a new Freddy Krueger toy or, you know. And, uh, I try a classic. Yeah, I try and pick up every little bit to the point where it's a Instagram Hashtag for me. <laughs> Every Friday I'm posting something from my Freddy collection. It's, uh, it's, I, vivid memories. It, yes. it was a movie that my mother took me to see. And it's crazy to think we got sequels like practically every, every mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's unheard of. Well, you know, well, there's some horror films. Man. We got, we got them, yeah. like, that's why it, it bugs me to no end when we hear today, like people are like, oh, we can't, they can't do that. Can they turn around a movie? Yes. yes. All in a year? Like, <laughs> fuck you. Get, blows me away. Have you forgotten the past? Like, it there's, was there's a some, staple. There's some franchises that try and push them out every year. I mean, the Saw movies. Well, they did. But, yeah. But it was like, it was like, like you can do like that a, today. Like a big deal. Yeah. Like, what? No, it fucking wasn't. You were built on that shit. You expected well, we didn't have the internet, so we didn't even really know until you saw the poster. I, I vividly remember seeing the standee for Dream Warriors and just losing my mind. Like, oh my god, there's yeah. you know. Well, that was what was great also in Fangoria, because you'd get the, the terror teletype, and yeah. they would just, they would tell Coming you, soon, hey, stuff, yeah. <laughs> like, so-and-so's working on blah, 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 and you're like, what? But yes, Nightmare on Elm Street... It was the movie that made me want to make movies. Oh, nice. Um, and I've told that story before, but um, why Star Wars, why Indiana Jones, why those movies, why the Spielberg stuff didn't make me want to, I don't know. Why was it Nightmare on Elm Street? Why was it coming out of that? I feel like, like I want a camera. Because I didn't make horror. Right. <laughs> I, I did make, like, backyard Freddy and Jason things, <laughs> but they were not horror. It was all comedy. It was all, like, Monty Python shtick with these characters. Um, I think the thing with Freddy is that felt like you could do that. Or, I don't... I've never been you able to... couldn't pull off an Indiana Jones movie, you know, at that age. Yeah, but, but, but I would... It was weird, because I would go out with my cousins and neighborhood friends, and we would play... Indiana Jones. We would play Star Wars. We would play The Dark Crystal. We would play those things. I played all Terms you, of Endearment. All you need is a camera. Example. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then I get my camera. Well, our family gets the camera, <laughs> you got camera. that Christmas. 
and I want to go and make, you know, a dream sequence. Silly yeah. Freddy in the backyard scaring with butter knives and, <laughs> you know, a cut up winter glove, you know? <laughs> um, but something about that movie just really like. Um, funny though, it's actually. It's not high on my list of Nightmare on Elm Street films. Hmm. I love it. Yes. It has a huge impact, and of course it's on my list, and I just told that amazing story right. about uh, my life and my connection with Freddy. Right, right. But... Three and four... When I think of them, and in fact, when I watch them, I... Um, sort of like hurry up one you know <laughs> it, does, it is because I'm word, waiting yeah. for the kickoff right you know uh, so I would say it's probably my third you know, okay of it might the, be my second franchise so. I go I go dream warriors first one and then probably dream master and we'll do a whole nightmare episode We'll do a Friday the 13th episode. We're going to do things like that. Yeah. But um, Nightmare on Elm Street, amazing. Yes. So, me or is that you? I mean, yeah. we both did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gremlins. Yes, that's on mine. Hi, I'll find that Gremlins is huge. R.I.P. Dick Miller. Still, uh, <laughs> still, I mean, it's a, that, that is a, if not multiple times, at least once a year. Every Christmas. Uh, sure. Watch. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's. I hear this about this movie, and I hear it with like Dark Crystal and things like that, where kids grew up terrified of these movies. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I wasn't. No. Like Gremlins didn't terrify me. Dark Crystal certainly didn't terrify me. I understand now as an adult why Dark Crystal in particular would be creepy to children, but it just didn't creep me out. Um, but I hear it with Gremlins as well. <laughs> that movie scared the shit out of me, but I love it. Like, I, I didn't get scared of Gremlins. I just thought it was cool. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, this movie is so cool. I don't know. I think, again, maybe the attraction to puppety oddballs, <laughs> animatronics, creatures. Like, Chris's new podcast. Uh, little, uh, little... Creatures, you know. Um, again, we were growing up in the we were growing up in the age of Spielberg. Yeah. So these movies felt like Spielberg. Even at a young age, you knew there was something special about these yeah. Spielbergian films that you were watching because they there was a tangible and unique thing about all of them. Even if they're just produced by Spielberg, they have an authenticity to them. Regardless of who is directing, Joe Dante. The more you saw Joe Dante, certainly for me, growing up, renting certain movies, you were like, okay, now I see this style. This is a Joe Dante film, but you can't deny the Spielberg pull on your childhood. Like he just had a formula, yeah, and it worked in everything that he touched, for the most part. Certainly for the movies that kids devoured back then. 
that type of you you saw his name on there whether it be director or producer executive producer and it was you felt something it yeah. was special it was special and that and movie, I miss that because he's he's such prestige now uh, yeah but I, I don't know I got that with Ready Player One well yeah I that felt was his it. return to I really did that. feel yeah. it um, I don't know, we could do a whole Spielberg one too oh yeah uh, uh, but yeah Gremlins I, th it works on all cylinders. Characters, the setting, the mood, the music, mm -hmm. um, the effects are incredible. Practical. No CGI in this. Great movie. Great dark humor. Just really, really spectacular. I love that movie. Love it. Yes. On my list as well. Very high up on that. Uh, Another movie. Shit ton of like merchandise. Yes. You know? To this day. To this day. Still cranking out gremlins. But yet we've stuff. only gotten two movies. <laughs> That's not I know. IP that should have multiple sequels. But I'm kind of glad in some ways that they didn't over overdo it. Mark my words. But there will be a gremlins. There will be another gremlins. I, I believe so. The, the new scripts making the rounds. There definitely will be. I'd like to see. Now do you want to see a total reboot? Or no. do you want to direct... I would like a. Uh, is, is, it's is, coming back. Is you Gizmo know, it's, it's an old? An old muggle? That would be hilarious. How old? No. How old? With some gray in there. He's got a little cane. He's got a little Fu Manchu. <laughs> He's getting smaller. Um, but yeah, I would like a. Because I fear. I fear they would. They would kind of fuck up the, the magic of that movie if they just tried to totally redo it. Again, you have the originals, not a big deal. Right. But for me, as a fan, I would rather see a continuation. Excellent. Uh, my next choice would be, and I just uh, rewatched it today, uh, is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It is on my list. Of course. Uh, a very much maligned sequel, but they, they, I don't get it. I don't understand. It's just so, so much fun. Um, they went dark, they, which as which most sequels do uh, in their part two. You twos. know what? No, but it's also extremely goofy. Yeah, I mean they f fall out of a plane in a, in a, a inflatable raft. I mean, that's well, this is why I, I can't that's take how the serials of I can't take people seriously when they poo poo on Crystal Skull. Mind you, Crystal Skull is the weakest film out it's of that whole thing. Films. But there really wasn't anything far fetched, and I can't. No. And I'm. You I know don't. What? The, I will the French argue, thing. The French thing. That's dumb. Don't. I will get, argue up and down with you, so-called critiques, critics, you highbrow fuckfaces who oh, who. Wow. I, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind. You fucks should know better than to, to than to come up with some of the <laughs> critiques that you did for Crystal Skull. That you could, and you can apply to every other fucking Indiana Jones movie. Well, even with Star Wars, like oh, the acting is terrible. Well, again, did you yes, see a new hope? It just <laughs> the acting's not very good. In that, I can't you know? <laughs> even take you seriously. Now, listen, I can say and agree with you that for me, Crystal Skull was a disappointment. For me, it definitely was. That being said, but by no means do I think that movie is a dumpster pile like everyone thinks it is. Do I not like Shia LaBeouf in that movie? 
I don't like him. I don't like that character. I do not like the monkey thing, for sure. I don't like it. But for the most part, everything else in that movie is straight up Indiana Jones. Right. Like, you're on fucking some weird ass space crack if you think it's not. It's just bizarre. Bizarre. But that has nothing to do no, we're talking Temple of Doom. with what I think is the greatest Indiana Jones movie of all time, The Temple of Doom. Mola Ram? It is my favorite Indiana Jones. Still holds up, and those effects. I mean, the whole minecart scene won them an Oscar. So every one of those goddamn movies holds up. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous for people to think it doesn't. One of the best Come trilogies. It, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent agree. Crusade also celebrating a thirtieth anniversary. Yes, again, yes. Which we did talk about, um, but Temple of Doom, man. I think again, it was probably the right time. We were seeing it fresh for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, it just. It blew me away. Um, I dressed as Indiana Jones. My aunt made sure nice. I was Indiana Jones for Halloween that year. And complete with fake stubble, <laughs> she got me a, a whip. <laughs> uh, it was dope. Uh, yeah, there's pictures that I want, family, um, of me as Indiana Jones in it's 1984. My, my dad got in line super, super early for the first showing. And I uh, was on the news uh, talking about seeing Temple of Doom. And Nostagilia, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he still has that footage. He might. I'll have to see. But yes, Temple of Doom. Okay. Um, I, w I mean, geez, we're, I mean, I would assume. We're getting some crossover now. The rest, we're definitely getting crossover. Yeah. Uh, the Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> no mercy, my friend. Yes. Um, come on. The Karate Kid. I mean, yeah. it's, come on. Yeah. 35 years of the Karate Kid. Who would have thought? It's such, at the time, probably such a, I, I know it did super well and we had sequels, but they probably, folks, there's no way they were thinking. The 80s were <laughs> so amazing. Amazing. So much so that 85 to 90% of everything we have today is from the 1980s, still aping good. the 1980s, trying to recreate the glory of the 1980s. Music, the, the Karate Kid, it's is got one that of those John things. Carpenter vibe. You know, people use 80 references to to promote their their new products, their new songs, their new. Movies. So much so that they can come back and give us a sequel television show that is to quote Casey, the great one of the phenomenal. greatest. Sequels. It is. it is. And it is. It is. They killed it. Is correct. They killed it. If you have not seen Cobra Kai, please do so because it is perfect. If you're a fan of the Karate Kid series, so good. It is just absolutely perfect. The way they flipped it on its. It makes you care about a character you hated. <laughs> it's just. It's. It's amazing. I cannot wait for. They. They blocked season two. They've edited music to yeah. wait, and it should be in a couple months, maybe April, May. But yes, the Karate Kid. Karate Kid, man. Obsessed. Merchandise, whatever I can get my hands on. Uh, you would hope that um, they would kick up the merchandise a little bit this oh, year yeah. for the 35th. We're getting, we're getting still some, early. We're getting some neck, NECA figures. We are getting some heads. But come on, we're going to get some more. We, we got it for a 4K release. 
of the movie, uh, maybe some kind of book retrospective. Last year we got a Die Hard one. I'm hoping I get a Karate Kid one. All, all my favorite movies have been made into, into retrospective books. Fright Night, Lost Boys. Uh, it's, it's a grand Norman's awesome experience. Yes, Dirty Work. Um, <laughs> but uh, Norman, Norman, that can be. <laughs> but yes, the Karate Kid's my number number one, and on on some days it's my all time favorite film. It is a classic. Yes, that's another movie where I can watch it any day of the week. Yes, any day of the week, never get bored. Recite it. It's fantastic. Pillar to post. Fantastic. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Mm, it's on my honorable mentions. Excellent. It's one of those films where you you forget how good it is until you sit down and watch it, and you're just blown away at how awesome uh, of a, a, an action comedy that it is. Eddie Murphy just on the cusp of Get the fuck out of, town. of of stardom. No, um, I cannot. Um, just coming off of uh, SNL and Forty Eight Hours, and you realize how much of a movie star he was going to become. Just so funny. Almost the blueprint for your action comedies uh, came after it. Now, do you like Beverly Hills Cop 2? I haven't seen it as much as the first one, but uh, yes, yes it's, yeah. it's again where it's a sequel where they ramp up the action and the there comedy. I like it, but I prefer one. Yes. Yes. I mean, one's just from the lines of dialogue to the set pieces and the Rods and Pinto! Yes. But, uh, yeah, two, I like two. I just, I just haven't seen it in a while, actually. Another movie with a great soundtrack. Yes. The Jets and uh, Shakedown. Breakdown. Okay. Yeah. I got Friday the 13th, Part 4, the oh, final chapter. Honorable mention. It is on my 100% magical, classical... Yes, goddammit, I adore this film. It is my favorite Friday the 13th film oh. of all time. Oh. I can watch it, and I do watch it every single year. Um, probably since I saw it, since I was a little kid. <laughs> so he's only seen it 30, Well, I know. I've watched this movie several times a year before. He's watching it now! It's, it's just it's over the camera. Right? The movie is phenomenal. I just love it. It is, it is one of those Friday the 13th movies where I absolutely almost love every single character in that film. And Crispin. And am upset that some of those people go. Uh, and you can't say that about every Friday the 13th no. film. You can't say that about every slasher film in general. Um, but I genuinely liked a large portion of everybody in this movie. I think they're great. It is... It... While it's... has the formula of Friday the 13th film, it is the first one where it really kind of, for me, messes with it a little bit. It isn't as note for note for note for note like 1, 2, and 3 are. And I like 3 a lot. Um, but... It's four, I don't know, there's something, for me, there's something truly magical about four. Um, Savini came back, and he gave us a kick-ass array of, of violence in that film. 
Jason is scary. Ted White's Jason mm -hmm. is scary in this movie. Um, I think Jason in 3 is scary at the end. <laughs> when it hits into that the dream sequence there. Mm -hmm. When he's banging on the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he runs. Through, yeah. <laughs> and that's fucking scary. But Jason in 4 is a... He is a force... And he is running, and he is going to kill you. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Performances, just fantastic. The Feldman. Yeah, Feldman, Glover, Judy Aronson. Come on. Kimberly Beck. Give me a break. Movie's fantastic. I just love it. Perfect. 35 years. Crazy. Still, and again, another yeah. merchandising juggernaut. Jason and the Friday the 13th. I mean, that's, that's I mean, you know, regardless that we haven't got a fucking Friday the 13th movie in 10 years, yeah. we're getting another Friday the 13th movie. It is going to happen. Oh. It's happening. It's going to happen. We will never not have Jason. Now, what do you... If, it, when? Not if. When. What? What what direction do you want it to just restart again? Listen, direct sequel to listen because it, it doesn't really matter. It's not rocket science. I don't. That's part of, when the rights were a little bit more visible. Well, I, I don't the, understand. I don't why want to go so on this rant because no. we're sitting. We're you know we should probably be taking a break soon. Oh, but but we could break this up. But we could come back and watch it another time. This this whole idea of studios, Hollywood, not knowing what to do with Friday the 13th and trying to reinvent the wheel. Right. It doesn't need to be it done. It doesn't make any sense I don't to need me. some weird mythos where this is about his father. Like, I just want... I don't understand. Jason and campers. And yeah. And have like, like a cool finale. I say start it up again set it in, in the 1980s. Sure. Put it at a fucking camp. Put Jason in that camp. Put counselors and kids in that camp. Boobs. And go. Now, uh, that just gets us on a rant. I don't know if I want to bring that up. Hmm. No. I'll save that for another episode. <laughs> well, for the Friday the 13th episode. Yeah. But yes. Um, bizarre. But anyway, Friday the 13th, fantastic, magical, I love it. Uh, my last one before we get to honorable mentions, and this is another... IP juggernaut, cultural touchstone, merchandise. Up, big one. Too. Yeah, um, yeah. It starts with a G. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's Ghostbusters. It's the. It's, Who are you gonna call? It's the movie that defined my life in in the in the mid '80s. There. For sure. Uh, from just reciting it and trying to be one for Halloween and merchandise. You all heard my Ghostbusters story. And Music, the soundtrack. I mean, I bought a Ray Parker Jr. album because of it. <laughs> Chartbusters. I would like to think, and I would because it had the extended version. And I would assume <laughs> that our generation were obsessed with Ghostbusters. Yes. I can't even imagine kids like us growing up in that time not being affected by that. Yeah franchise. To the point where we got the, the fake Ghostbusters. <laughs> Anything Ghostbusters, I soaked up, you know, just stickers and little books and and, and 
just Bill Murray being a god, you know. I didn't see the Rivers, uh, what's the, what is it, the I know River's Edge, about. I, I know think it's talking about. about. Um, the whole reason he did Ghostbusters was so he could do uh, that movie. Uh, but, uh, just epic. Just, again, still to this day. It Ghostbusters. Is. I mean, the classic. And then it's still going. Yeah. To and the we're point finally where just get freaked out finally. over making a doing a remake with women like that's so impassioned in these and people's minds and, and now we're yes we're getting a part three uh, thirty six years later insane amazing yeah it is amazing it still holds up part of you my we watched it uh, part of my project and it's it's still even though I can quote it uh, back and forth I, I still laugh at scenes I remember and. It's just, uh, and it's scary in parts. There's some really good moments of, of, of fright, and it's just, it's just so perfect. Mm -hmm. That's another like movie where we could quote it. Yeah. You know, I had no issue. There's just so many quotable lines. Everything about that movie is kick-ass. Like it's, it's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, man. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> and both films celebrating anniversaries. Yes, Ghostbusters too. Celebrating. Do you enjoy Ghostbusters 2? Yeah. Because there's lots of people who don't like yeah. Ghostbusters 2. I mean, it gets a little hokey with the whole statue. That's probably the only thing I don't like is the Statue of Liberty sequence because it's just, A, too much like State Puff and B, just too ridiculous to uh, get involved with for me. But it's it's still Bankman, Stance, Zedmore, Spengler. I mean... Stamos? Yes. And Billy D. Williams. It's all there. Yeah. It's all there. <laughs> But yes, Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is fine. It's, it's I, I, huge. I have no problem watching that. You got any, you got any others we missed? I got those some honorable the, mentions. Those were the big ones. I mean, we got honorable mentions. I guess we can cruise through the honorable mentions um, before we take the first break. Yeah. What do you got? Go ahead. Um, Tom Selleck's Runaway. Uh, Rewatch that one. That one still holds up for me. Gene Simmons is so fucking crazy in that one. Great villain. Uh, the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Underrated film. Um, I, you know, I need to. Re I haven't watched it in a long, long time. I've so. seen that movie probably six, seven times. Can't get into it. Nope. Every single and I do it to say, you know what? Maybe I'll like it this time. <laughs> it's not. It's a. It's, it's a weird one. Yeah, I think I. That first, was my dad's favorite movie of that year. I was like, what do you mean? Ghostbusters should. I think, should be I, think I saw it probably in ninety ninety one for the first, first time. First time. Gotcha. And it was just like, hmm. <laughs> and then throughout the years, I've tried to watch it again just recently with Katie. Oh. And Katie's just like, this, what is, like, turn this off. Aww. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I can't do it. Same with Blade Runner. Like, oh, I, yeah. I was late to that party. I, I guess I'm still late to that party <laughs> because I just do not like Blade Runner. Yeah, unfortunately, and we, I didn't. And enjoy again, it when I first this is probably it. my tenth time oh. watching Blade Runner. I mean, he's tried with Ten Katie. Times. <laughs> those credits roll that I was just like, I don't get it. I do not like this movie. And Katie was like almost asleep. She was oh, like, it is fuck yeah. this movie. And then we watched the second one. Oh, and I, I think we were both like, maybe Blade Runner just is not for us. Oh, okay. I haven't had a chance to see. Uh, while there are bouts of like, okay, this is getting, this is getting good, for the most part, it's a, <laughs> it's a snooze fest. Right, uh, 
but hey, you know, whatever. People, people love it. I, you can't besmirch what people like because right. they like it. Oh yeah, we like weird shit. They like weird shit. You know, I just I'm it's a shame because looking at Blade Runner, you're like, whoa! It's like, yeah. God, why did I not like this movie? It is visually beautiful. It's happening both, now. Both of them. 2019. <laughs> I know. It is. Got flying God. cars and Edward James almost. A uh, couple more uh, Revenge of the Nerds, obviously. Uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. We didn't talk about that. I love that movie. It's uh, on my honorable mentions, but only, only for me because that's where they introduced the Muppet Babies. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, wonderful. Uh, it is my least favorite Muppet movie. Yeah, if I were to rank, I'd probably... We're talking about the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, Johnny Dangerously. That's also on my... Michael Keaton. <laughs> Again... Underrated Spoof, movie. Gangster People movie. forget about that movie. I had, so funny. I had the poster up in my room for many years. The movie's uh, great. So good. Where's that Blu-ray? So good. Amy Heckerling. Uh, just top to bottom cast. Hilarious. It Griffin is, Dunn. So good. It is great. Uh, Maureen Stapleton. Joe Piscopo. You shouldn't kick me in the balls, Johnny. My sister kicked me in the balls once. 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 Uh, and one more bargain. We had part one and part two in the same year. I'm sure it's on. Oh, it's list. on my list. <laughs> we got fucking breaking and breaking two electric boogaloo. The same year. The, pre the preview for the second one was at the end of the first one. You didn't have to wait a year. You got the same. You got turbo. We got ozone. We got I special love K. So good. Those movies. I'm shocked. Not shocked, but they did really well. Mm -hmm. Box office wise. People were into... Oh, everybody wanted to break dance. I still got a book at home on the how-to. Not Robert Rustler. Not the daggers. No. Breaking a stow over. Jean-Claude? <laughs> Dan? Just dancing? So good. Yeah. So, those are my honorable mentions. Oh. I could go on. There's there's too many, actually. Okay, I well, I, I got... I just don't want to be here all day. Silent Night, Deadly oh. Night. Oh, shit. Fuck, uh, yes! Night of the Comet. Culturally, Dune was a big deal, but it was a stinker. I'm yeah. gonna give that another watch. I again rewatched it again, Oof. and I hated it. But I can't wait for the new Dune because new the Dune. Dune story is phenomenal, and the miniseries that USA made years and years and years ago is great. Both of the miniseries actually from are the great. director of Blade Runner, but 2049 or whatever. It's yes, he is. Mm -hmm. He is doing Dune. Ah, um, oh, I was so excited. I was hyped for that movie. And you got to the theater and they gave you a, a sheet of like of like keywords from that. You you're not just Dom Jabbar. Uh, you can't look at a piece of paper while you're in the dark. Footloose. Culturally new, phenomenal. New to that movie and I I, I, I wasn't wowed by it no. when I first watched it, but it's it stuck with me. Spinal tap. Oh, just rewatched. Children it. of the Corn. It still holds up. Splash. Romancing the Stone, Streets of Fire, Got to see that Conan already. the Destroyer. Yes. Um, so many. Meatballs 2, Purple Rain, Red Dawn, mm. All of Me. All of Me. And Chud. Indibol. Indibol. And those are my honorable mentions. No, Hot Dog the Movie? Uh, what about Angel? They are Streets. on my list, but... <laughs> 
Ninja Three, the Savage the Streets <laughs> should be on my list uh, because I absolutely love Savage Streets. Um, I'm actually hard I'm bodies. Actually, not sure why Savage Streets is not on my list. Starman. Starman is on my list. I okay. didn't read it, uh, <laughs> but I don't love it. It's been a while. I don't even own it. Oh, I have so every, a bunch of I these movies. Every I John Carpenter movie. Own, but for the most part, I do. So, 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 so that's it. That's it. So many. Amadeus. I was that weird kid that loved Amadeus. Loved Amadeus. I like that fart scene. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're gonna take a break. Oh, we just so watch some of these commercials. commercials. From are they from '84? I'll make sure. Yay! <laughs> Want to see some pudding? How can it be? I can't believe my eyes. Pudding roll-ups, pudding in disguise. Betty Crocker pudding roll-ups, delicious creamy pudding in disguise. Hey, watch me get Brent's Cocoa Pebbles. Got the Cocoa Rockstone. Cocoa Pebbles have that chocolatey taste. Go, Fred. Got to have Cocoa. Mmm, chocolatey Cocoa. Cocoa Pebbles on Cocoa Rockstone. Got to have Cocoa. This rock's got to roll. That was Cocoa Pebbles cereal, part of this nutritious breakfast. Yabba dabba delicious. Sure, we all love these new Giggles cookies with the peanut butter and fudge cream inside the funny faces. But all that laughing, slapping tables in the commercials, who'd act that way? Everybody. New peanut butter and fudge Giggles cookies. It's a signal, it's a sign you gotta get through when your stomach wants to eat. You can do it. I've said this before. To who? Ah, the ether. Oh. And you know the ether. I do. They like to talk he owes and gossip. Money. But um, I would say, while I certainly have shards of memories mm -hmm. from probably, you know, 81, 82, 83. Yes. Um, there are certain touchstones and vivid vividity mm -hmm. <laughs> that I still have in my mind chamber. Yes. But, but I would say for me, 84 is really when I start remembering a shit ton of stuff. Agreed. From my Agreed. childhood. Agreed. Um, I got my first girlfriend in 84. Ooh. Yeah, well, I had a kid oh. in 84. <laughs> wow. <laughs> babies having babies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like a Wayne Brothers movie. Um, and I think uh, it has a lot to do with the pop culture of 84. Yes. Um, the, the things that really started, like, kicking into gear and boosting us as, as uh, I guess, nerdy individuals. Yes. Uh, we, honing as a part of society. Creating yes. uh, what... I guess a modern day geek would be because we were soaking up, th because of our ages, we were soaking up those 
fantastical, adventurous, fantasy, uh, horrific elements, those things that were appealing to us as adolescents. Um, it, it was just a, a flourishing, amazing, creative, imaginative time, 84, the explosion of those oh. things. And not just the movies, no. but also the television and the music that were permeating the airwaves. Music? I, again, doing research today, it, it was like every song. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, can't, I had to like skip some things. I did, what I did was, I got a list. I did, I just wrote like down it. just quick things that were, that mattered to me as I a tried to do that as well. Seven-year-old. No. And that still matter to me now. And it's not like vast, um, but it's these things, these were touchstones, these were albums or songs that really like resonate yes. still as a, you know, man in his early 40s. Yes. So. But, I mean, you can certainly go ahead. I mean, anything from Purple Rain. That is also on my list. Yeah. The Purple Rain soundtrack. Yes. It was a revolution. <laughs> Morris Day? Uh, Jump by Van Halen. I have Van Halen. Yeah. You could almost do like whole albums. I, mean, uh, I, I, I did for the most part. I mean, because it was Ghostbusters. Phenomenal. The soundtrack, Ghostbusters. Come on. Man. I believe it's magic. Footloose? That is also on my list. <laughs> so that's great. I don't you, have to you, talk about you it. Drop some. You drop some. Um, I have uh, Stay Hungry from Twisted Sister. I got that. Uh, that was phenomenal. that was kind of that. Oh, am I allowed to like this? Because the cover yeah. is just. Well, I love it. <laughs> and I my, love uh, them, my dad, my parents didn't care, but uh, there yeah. was just level of like, oh, is this okay? Like, I think I snuck the the cassette into the house because I wasn't sure because it looked just so crazy. And the, you know, he's got a bone and he's he's in this like caveman, man. It was post-apocalyptic like, get-up. And he's wearing makeup. This man's wearing makeup. So I wasn't too sure. Seven, eight-year-old man. Forget about it. This is, this is like... Yeah. Whoa. That kind of got me into like that uh, that style of music. Your, your headbangers. Your I mean, I would absolutely say because of my uncle's yeah. like... Fucking Stay Hungry and a couple, I mean, Van Halen's 1984, and a couple of other of these, I'm going to say. Uh, Dio, Last in Line, his album Last in Line, for me, that's, I mean, Dio. And it, again, it's because of my uncles, but that to this day, it's my favorite Dio album. Yes. Last in Line. Uh, that's when I first noticed the group Chicago. That's on my list as well. <laughs> Peter Cetera. Uh, just the inspiration. I think the album's called 1984, if I if I recall. I think it's Chicago 17. Is it? Okay. Yeah, something like that. Because they are a very prolific band. Yes, my dad was a huge fan, so I mean, he always would be. So Terra Chicago is is uh, mm. Mm. so mm. good. I had to make my own Peter Cetera Greatest Hits album because the one that came out was just wasn't up to par. So, I've, so I've a buddy got, and, my, and I, we made our own. I think same, I've got... Same thing with you, Lewis, in the news. We made our a, own. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I think, for me, there's about six Satara songs... Satara! That, I want that group. That 100% is on, like, uh, a music list for me. Yeah. You know? I mean, Just, Glory of Love? 
And, and again, it, it connects to my childhood because of like, we had a skating rink. We had the, uh, the nice. Skateland skating rink and it was mecca for us kids. In going into slide. our yeah. teen years and young adults, I mean, we were couple skating and <laughs> I mean, all that stuff was just juicy for us adolescents. So what else you got? I got Rockwell. Oh, somebody. Oh, that's huge. creepy video. Yep, but scared that song, the shit out man. Of that Still song. Every Halloween, someone's playing that. Uh, this was Bon Jovi's Runaway. Yeah, man. This was the big like Bon Jovi. Yes. Bon Jovi. <laughs> run away um, I got um, I got Steve Perry I do Street Talk Steve so Perry <laughs> oh Sherry's probably in my top 10 all time yeah it's a great song great song uh, I got Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA of course everybody had that it was playing all over the fucking place like Purple Rain Turn uh, Up the Radio by Autograph ooh that's a that's a nice one deep cut yeah I have Tina Turner. Oh, Private Dancer. Private Dancer. What's Love Got to Do With It? Private Dancer is the album. I dig Tina Turner, man. I dig Tina Turner. Now, and now I know with 83, Flashdance kind of ushered in that soundtrack boom, but I'm thinking 84. It just oh, my God. Yes. Just with MTV. Oh I mean, it, it bolstered these films that well, probably again, we've already mentioned. Much. Footloose, Ghostbusters, yeah. Purple Rain. Yeah. Like, it was just a nonstop erotic cabaret. Yes. Yes, <laughs> to the point where now, you know, it's not really a thing now, which is a shame, but the soundtracks were just so... Oh my god, yeah. From here yeah. on out. Again, 84 was this touchstone. Uh, I Can't Drive 55, Sammy Hagar. Again, one of those, am I allowed, am I, am I, am I, is it okay for me to listen to this kind of music? Just because I was... Yeah, Madonna. I had Smurf albums. Like a virgin. Oh, yes. The album dropped. She dropped, my balls dropped. It was <laughs> fantastic. Drop. It was uh, Madonna, man. Those first sexual awakening. Like, oh, 80s Madonna. Woo! I want to see, see her. Wait, she's in Playboy. How did yeah, I get my peepers it. on Love that? I did, I, I've never seen that, actually. Uh, XLF by uh, Harold Falter, Faltermeyer. Uh, the whole Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack we discussed earlier. Uh, fantastic. Let it fry. Oh, your sisters? Oh, my God. Yeah, How did that bring 3D. So good. It the album. Eat it! Um, I got the Go-Go's. Um, oh, uh, Cars. Magic. I do have the Cars. Uh, Heartbeat. Heartbeat. Sit! It's a phenomenal album to this day. <laughs> love the Cars. See them in concert. Love them, love them, love them, love them, love them. One of my favorite like 80s them. bands of all time. And this album is on fire. Lit. As the kids say. Uh, it spits hot fire. Oh. Uh, search is over by Survivor. Love Survivor. Uh, easy Lover, Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. That track alone, man. He's an easy that's, lover. That is also on my uh, rotation. Phil Collins. My car on my Segway to Phil Collins against all odds. Was never a fan of Phil Collins, but that song popped a nibbler. <laughs> it was the era of Kenny Loggins. I mean, we mentioned well, I mean, yeah, Footloose I mean, the 80s. I'm free. It's the era of Kenny Loggins. Ugh. Material Girl. That's about all I got. Yeah, that whole yeah. Dockin'. Alone Again. Dockin'. 
And, and, and even though it came out in 83, I mean, Michael Jackson was still... Well, Michael was huge. Michael was, I mean, it, did, it didn't matter. 84 was the year I got uh, my first Michael Jackson jacket. I, I got the, uh, I should have got Thriller, but I got, I got the black zip, one yeah. with all the zippers. I mean, Why didn't I get Thriller? Michael Jackson is the top of everything for me. Huh. Michael Jackson, man. Michael Jackson just a fucking amazing performer. Talent, huge talent. Um, so that's the music that was huge. Yes. Uh, growing up, and certainly to this day. Um, now let's go into. Did you write down shows, cartoons, anything like that? Yeah, I definitely did. A lot of lot of great stuff premiered in '84. Yes, it did. Uh, I mean, we're, we're not going to go into a rant here about <laughs> one's lives and how they lived and live now, but '84 was. The premiere of the Cosby Show on my list, and it's one of the. I'm, I mean, I don't care, man. I love it. I yeah, still love the Cosby that Show. That first season, first couple seasons, it's just it was appointment television. We didn't have DVRs back then, and even VCRs were kind of. There was a lot of appointment television. You had to you had to be in front of the the boot tube there to watch. It was Thursday nights, I believe. I'm not sure. I know eventually ended up at the Thursdays, but I don't know if it started on Thursdays. But Cosby Show. Mm -hmm. um, the GoBots. And? And Transformers. And Transformers. Both of them. Yeah, I like both of them, man. I prefer Transformers. Yeah. But I love both. I mean, we didn't know any better. Back we didn't then. care. We just, Who cares? Just it didn't matter. Yeah. We, we were spoiled. We had everything. We took everything. Which is funny because we're spoiled now because we have everything <laughs> at our finger. I, I can watch GoBots and Transformers right now. And I will. <laughs> we got a TV right here. And um, uh, Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, that's on my cultural significance that's, thing. Uh, I didn't really watch it. Only my, because of my family. My dad and I, we loved your murder mystery shows. So anything uh, during the 80s, there was a big... Influx of Perry Mason TV movies, just the whodunits. Love the whodunits. And though I was at an age where I probably not shouldn't be watching British. I just wasn't the demographic. Yeah. But I I I I'd love me some JB, JB Fletcher. Well, a lot of things were like that, especially for me who grew up with, uh, you know, who had great grandparents that were raising yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of television that I saw that I would not even dream yeah sit yeah. through if it wasn't for like family time you right. know what i mean yeah. so um but get along gang mm. was in uh, 84 still know that song yeah you, you know it resonates probably, and it's i couldn't tell you a single episode it's i don't even know if i actually this. watched it it only show. lasted 13 episodes but i could sing that song for you the get along gang get along gang. It's 13 episodes folks but it resonates why beats because the song beats me well you gotta think they also back then they would rerun that shit over and over and over and over and over again just because they only had 13 um, <laughs> so you know uh night court that is on my list as well i didn't get involved with that until your marky post years but that's I like Night Court. Eighty four was when Night Court debut, and that's a show that my family would watch, but I actually liked as well. Still holds up. Uh, I'll so. catch an episode here or there, and I'm still uh, another uh, 
It was the couple of years before. I think '82 was Family Ties. Yes. '83. Um, but I just watched a couple. Actually, the Tom Hanks episode. Well, Family Ties. I, I. I mean, that's still. Family Ties. I watch every single year. Like after we, you had the one episode during um, sleepover. I I went home and I, I watched. So good. It still holds up. Ugh. So many. Um. I'm gonna do a couple here real quick. Okay. Uh, kid video, Muppet Babies, yes, and the Snorks. All gave the Snorks in 1984. I guess I really like the theme songs to these shows. Uh, I liked the shows, man. Yeah, Snorks uh, was good. I loved them all. It was just Smurfs underwater. That's right. Uh, Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. 84 is yeah, huge, huge. Still love it to this day. I'm staring at her right now. She's looking at me. She's giving me a stink eye. Um, Kids Incorporated was 1984. Wow, the debut of Kids Incorporated. Wow. Uh, listen, I ain't too proud to beg. I still love Kids Incorporated. You know, a lot of it has to do with nostalgia. It's hoke. Loving it. But when I was it still works. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. But I still dig it, man. Ooh, one of some of my first crushes. <laughs> Absolutely. I was a Renee guy. Um, Voltron, 1984. Loved Voltron. Charles in Charge. Charles in Charge is on my list. I prefer the syndicated seasons. I agree. I agree. Because I like that family better. But I do, I do like season one. I do like season one. Okay. Uh, but not as much as the later years. Um, Kate and Allie. Ooh. I would watch this Artie again Myers. because of my aunt... Um, but I think it's a good show, man. I really do. Chip. Uh, it is on my wish list. Is it? Uh, yes, it is. I really did Kate Alley. I think, I think it's a good show, man. Um, now, I didn't watch it. I didn't really like it. Uh, yeah. but it was a huge phenomenon. Miami Vice. Oh, yeah. 1984. I, I just I did not allow to step that late. Didn't really care. It hasn't been something I've, I should go back and watch that. I get it. I get the music, I get the styles and passion, but yeah, that just wasn't something. Airwolf. Oof. Blue didn't, Thunder. Again, I didn't really watch Airwolf. I didn't like it too much. Mostly because I didn't like... He doesn't like Ernest Borgnine. Jan Michael Vincent. Oh. I, I just didn't give a shit. I was just like, who is this Born guy? Born in East LA's Jan Michael Vincent. This guy, Michael Knight. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> who's the boss? Uh, it's on my list. Yep. Triple starred. Who's the boss? Angelo. Samantha. <laughs> Jonathan Budweiser. I love, I love, who's, oh, who's the boss? It's a classic, classic. It's on my classic list. Yeah. Um, here's one. Here's a, here's a gem. Yeah. I don't know if, did, no, did you, did you like Three's Company? Yes. I loved Three's Company. Three's a Crowd. Or yes, Three's a Crowd was the debut, debuted in 1984. It wasn't Three's Company, but man... I what just was the loved premise again? Jack Ooh. Tripper he, so he, he much. Back. That's right. Um, so I think, you know, I, I, I watched what I could, but I just remember not feeling it, no. even at that age. Just not getting into it, probably because I was all about, you know, Suzanne Summers, and it didn't have, you know, tails oh. and all the bounciness and everything. <laughs> uh, Three's Company Magic um, as an adolescent. Uh, but... I don't know, so three's, three's a Crowd didn't really last long. No, I feel like that was one season. Uh, another thing that debuted in 84 was this show. Now, I don't know, do you remember this? It was called Riptide. Of course. 
Riptide. Anyway, uh, Joe Perry or no? It was Perry. like, um, it was like, it's like Knight Rider, Rider, but with a boat. But with a boat. And three, <laughs> three dudes instead of one. I liked it. Yes. I liked Riptide. Um, it doesn't get a lot of talk. It doesn't no. get a lot of attention. No. If we were to go to the mall right now and ask people, <laughs> do you remember the, the show Riptide? You're getting blank stares. Because these are probably the only two dudes. I, I felt like the Fall Riptide. Guy was underrated too, is underrated. Great theme but song. I love the Fall Guy. Great theme song. Again, those were shows. That's, uh, that what's like, her? Zapped, Zapped McGee. What's her name? Heather Thomas. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, uh, not again. I didn't really watch it, uh, but it was huge. Yeah. Rainbow Bright oh. debuted in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, my my sister and my cousins loved it. Same with My Little Pony and Friends, the cartoon oh, debuted in nineteen eighty four. So did Heathcliff. Really? Well, yep. Nineteen eighty four movies. And the new Scooby Doo mysteries. Is that the one? Nineteen eighty four. Is that what the guest stars or? Um, it was when, uh... Or was that 70s? I, I think it was when Scooby Dumb... Oh. And... <laughs> Scrappy. And that stuff really started being introduced. Okay. Um, it didn't matter. Scooby I watched everything awesome. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So... Saturday mornings were appointment TV. Yeah. Um, and then we got... Now, for me, I, I talked about this. Huge, huge, huge. Mega, mega, mega fan of V. This was oh, V, right. the final battle, and the TV show. The TV show yeah. Which only lasted one season, but we got that ending of the miniseries with the final battle. <laughs> v. That is a, something that I watch every single year. The miniseries. The, oh, the miniseries. The, miniseries. the show, yeah, I do own it. Um, I have it for, you know... I guess purposes. Uh, it is not as dynamic and emotional yeah, B, as B, B. <laughs> as uh, the miniseries, but there's s stuff about it that I still enjoy. It's just not the miniseries. Did you enjoy the reboot? Uh, to an extent, I guess. I think I liked the first season more than I liked the second of that new reboot. Um, but nothing ever, ever could replace the original for me. I liked the, the winks, and, and I love, yeah, I like when Mark Singer showed up on the, the reboot. Oh, did he? As well. Yeah, he did. That's fine. Um, did Freddy? But, did England? no, no. But, uh, the original's always gonna be masterful for me. And that's what I talk to Mark Singer about the most. I do like Beastmaster. I actually am maybe the second or third person on the earth that likes Beastmaster, but... Oh, no, I can... Oh, good. You like yeah, Beastmaster? God. I like Beastmaster. That was, like, my first movie movie. But... Where you're like, oh, shit. So, yeah, so when I... And then you got the ferrets. When I... Podo. Podo. When I, when I talk to... Oh, Beastmaster. Mark Singer, all I talked about was V. And I think he really appreciated that. I love that. I love when you talk to celebs about little... Like, when I met... Anthony Michael Hall, I, I talked about his, his guest appearance on Community, and he was, <laughs> I, you could tell he was happy to talk about something other than 16 Candles or Breakfast Club. Not Saturday Night Live, you're, you're, huge, you're a huge fan <laughs> of his stint on Saturday Night Live. Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr., Randy Quaid, and Joan Cusack. Quaid. 
But uh, yeah, so wow, you know, whew, 84, Turbo Team. Well, I, <gasps> that I can't was remember that? Turbo Team, uh, 1984, Turbo Team. When you try and Didn't explain last. that, that. That IP, but I loved it, man. I'm so and his face extended into that. Oh, so gonna see it. Cold or hot, folks. Cold or hot. When was the Rubik's Cube cartoon? I don't know what um, that, I, was. that might be before that. 83, maybe. Maybe. I remember the Rubik's Cube. Hell's yeah. Rubik the the Amazing Cube. Yeah. So, good. <laughs> uh, so bizarre. Morning cartoons. So good. So good. Yeah. Ruby Spears, Hanna Barbera, Deke, all that shit, man. That those specials mm. to tell you what's coming. Yeah, we talked about uh, that. talked about that on the Saturday morning one. Uh, so good. I would see that ad in the TV guy, but oh, I gotta. And then when something, not to go off on a tangent, when two shows were on at the same time, you had to Sophie's Choice. It. Yeah, we talked about that too. Uh, how you had to like go back and forth to the three big networks. Sometimes syndication just to get the shows that you wanted. Yeah. You were gonna, you were gonna lose some. You yeah. were gonna lose some. Yeah. It was all about what you valued at the time. It was commercial break, so I would hit that commercial break <laughs> and then go to the the next. Okay, it's 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 not commercial here, so I'm gonna watch this. I mean, they've released books about Saturday morning cartoons, but they just never lived up to my. I just want some compendium of every. Yeah, that Saturday one you morning. have, yeah. and that I recently got for Christmas. It's good, but it, it doesn't good, have everything. But I want, it didn't have. I just want yeah, every. I want it was limited. Little, there's another new one that came out, and they just focus on the main ones. And I just, I want every little kind of. I guess I'm gonna have to write my own. Or, exactly. I want every little nook and cranny that. Because it, it's man. not hard to research that because it was just the three channels. You know. Yeah. Well, People want to know about. I won't Turbo even get team. into syndication. I, I just want the three: ABC, NBC, CBS. And they're slate. They're cartoons. What a good time. 1984, man. That was perfect. I can't wait until we can talk about 1985. It's a good year, too. Amazing year. Yeah. A really huge, huge boom. Explosion. Explosion. Creativity. Imagination. Pop culture. Pop culture in the 1980s. Merchandising. My God. My God. Merchandising. So good. Why can't we go back? And in a way, we do. By, yeah, by holding on to these things, we're doing these shows, by talking yeah. about these things with you, like-minded folks, things. watching and these things over and over again, it, it keeps us there, keeps us young, yes, taught. <laughs> but I implore you to do the same project. Rigid. Make a list of eighty-four movies and just try and watch them throughout the year. Tell us in the comments, folks. Yeah. You guys like talking to us. Tell us what were your favorite pop cultural. Phenomena from '84. In 1984, how old were you? What, what, were, were you even alive? Were you around? Did you? Did we know you? <laughs> were you? Because all us '80s kids knew each other. Yes. We were all network. playing in everyone's giant yards, <laughs> riding bikes, passing each other in the night. to be Ghostbusters. It was a good time. playing Dark Crystal. <laughs> Come on! I had my own cop show called Wild Side. Mm. Yeah, I remember it was good. I yeah. used to sit and watch it in front of a cardboard box. Weird. Is that on? That's on Blu-ray. Somehow that's on Blu-ray. Though. Like my memories. Mess. My memories are on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. That'd be a cool one day. <laughs> we got so some pickups. It. We got any pickups? Oh yeah, I guess we do. You, uh, you brought. I brought here. You got a bunch of stuff. Wow. So, I picked up. Not the 
Oh no! Biggest <laughs> fan of the movie? Oh no! But for some reason, I wanted it. I wanted. Oof. I wanted Waterworld. And you, on, and you, on on Arrow oh. Blu-ray, it's got the director's cut. I, I've always been intrigued by that. This thing's look at the, look how thick it is. It came with a poster. Oh no fish. no no! I know it's it's not the greatest. For some reason, oh, you know what I really wanted? I wanted this on Blu-ray. I remember not hating it. It has one of the best villain deaths, even though it was ridiculous. It's a stoinker. Oh. And somehow, the Waterworld stage show is still it's going still on. still going on? Wow. At Universal. Interesting. Huh? A buddy of mine found this at a thrift store, and I had no clue it came out in hardcover. But it's Jaws 2, the book. I love collecting Jaws memorabilia. Even the revenge? I don't have that Bob yet. Claude, you got to get the book! I don't have that. There is yeah. no Jaws 3D book, but there is books for one, obviously. Two and four. But Sit down with me. Mar it's the Mario Van Pebble cereal. Again? We, we got Karate Kid. Yeah, there's... I heard rumors of a fourth. Uh, Karate Kid Part 3, Blu-ray. Com complete the collection. One of those times coming out of a theater where I just wanted to kick a goat. For this th this one? The fourth movie. Yeah. The next one. I never saw it in theaters. And in fact, I wish theater. I didn't go to the theater to see that movie. I, I don't know what then. I was thinking. I wanted the magic again. Yeah. And I just didn't I, I must have it. known, like, there's no way I'm... Um, also celebrating a, an anniversary. 30th, That's right. We, we talked about that. Not very good, but it's I. It's still weirdly. It has its charms, yes. and that's I. I I like it because it's just so crappy. Macho is getting real long in the tooth <laughs> at this point. He's probably no, but he's still a kid. Point. Yeah, still a kid, and he's doing the dance thing at the end. One of my favorites uh, from last year. Mm, I still got to pick this up, but up I'm the, poor. The, uh, the Halloween, the Halloween okay. movie. That is a definite. I got to get that. For gotta, sure. You know, I, gotta, I have all the other loved it films. And I, um, I love souvenir magazines. I love them. Uh, I've picked up quite a few recently. I miss that where you would go to the theater and they would be selling a magazine of the movie you're going to see. I, I love that. It's just not a thing that's done anymore. So I've slowly been trying to recollect all these souvenir magazines. But I picked up the Dick Tracy souvenir magazine. What do you think of that movie? Because I'm not a fan of the movie. I, I think I'm more nostalgia for the merchandising and the advertisements. Because they definitely push that. Uh, for I, sure. Because that shit's fun. But when I saw the film, I... I thought it was just one long Montana video. Yeah, when I yeah, well actually that's the one thing I really enjoyed about <laughs> seeing that movie in the theater. I probably was rigid the whole time because Madonna was just just the, looking, again the marketing looking phenomenal was brilliant, movie. but uh, because the you movie yeah, because I thought there'd be more involvement of the villains because they really <laughs> touted the villains and they're barely in it. Yeah, oh, great. Great NES game. I adored the Dick Tracy NES game. I beat it. It's an awesome game. 
but the movie uh, I haven't revisited in a while. I'd like to, uh, but I think, I think I'll it would be, be. I guess it would be fun to revisit. It's it, visually, you know, fantastic. Just the colors, um, and I, I'm sure I'll it'll hit some nostalgia. But I, yeah, it just wasn't something I watched religiously because it was just riding that Batman coattail yep. with the score, Absolutely. Just the, again the marketing and the look. Um, those were my pickups. So uh, it's not really a pickup. It was a. This was a. This was gifted to me. Oh, by a fan. Another fan named Sean. Not the same Sean who who gifted a box uh, last week to me. Um, you know a lot of Shawns. I do. Uh, this is a different Sean, and this was sent to me uh, out of the blue. Um, and it was on my wish list. Oh, I see what he did there out of the blue. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get it in a bit. This is the Scream Factory Silent Night Deadly Night Part 2 Blu-ray. See, blue. Um, how awesome. Yeah. Uh, and we have great fans. Yeah, I really Wonderful. love this movie. It is, I mean, if you just take 45 minutes out of it. Yeah, <laughs> which is usually what I do. Uh, and just combine it to the end of part one. It's a great long-form film <laughs> of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, goofy, some some pure eighties, pure eighties. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some some good stuff. Is this eighty nine? Some no. intense no. eyebrow action in this film. What year was this? I want to say eighty seven. Mm. This is nineteen eighty seven. Mm. Wonderful. Um, Garbage day. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But so thank you, Sean, yes, thank for you. sending this to me. That is awesome. I really appreciate it. It is so rad, so humbling, so cool when you fans take it upon yourselves to send something cool and sweet and awesome uh, just because you enjoy the, the stuff that we hmm. do. So, Which brings me to my wish list. So <laughs> Starting with A. We have no. I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, uh, we, we humbled and appreciate... Anyone that engages us on, on social media. And, and That's and, right. We just love talking about this stuff. Um, and I That's about positivity here. have enjoyed, which you should really jump on board more. I know you... The live you know, stuff. You, yes. Yeah. Uh, these been, live shows I've been yeah. doing have been really fantastic. And I've really gotten to know a lot of you folks. And it's cool to see a lot of the same gang show up every one. Every, for it's every live show. It's appointment streaming. It's um, cool. I appreciate it because yeah. it, we end up doing it for like two and a half hours. That's awesome. And I'll, I'll definitely try and get to... It's a lot I of fun. I can't make it to the next one, but uh, I will try and... Tis a lot of fun, and I appreciate it. And thank you guys for watching the show. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us. That's Send great. Us stuff and talk about stuff. It's just... It's, it's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So thank you very much. Yes. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crep from the 80s, 1984. Woo! Go home and relive your own <laughs> magical times of 1984. And then relive your magical times of watching this episode of Crep from the 80s about 1984. Make it a tradition. Yes, you'll have, you'll have great memories in 30-some years about... Remember that time I watched the episode about 1984 well, from Crep from the 80s? It'll be downloaded into their... Oh, yeah. oh, yes, because you know YouTube ain't going to be here. No. Crom knows what's going to be here. YouTube, like you are the two. That's right. Yeah, you will have <laughs> robotic parts. and you will, you will be made of YouTube. 
And there will still be Ghostbusters merchandise. There will be. I'll buy that time. The fifth reboot of Ghostbusters.